is like a child. I know you're a mom, so I know you'll get this. And yep. hopefully those who are listening that are parents will understand what I'm saying. And those who don't will find, you know, something relative for, to this for them. But I believe that like, just like a child has a purpose and has an energy and our job as a parent is to tune into that and like create the space for that to flourish. It's the same way as a business. I believe it has mana. It has life, right? The business idea has life. There's a reason for why it wants to be birthed. There's a purpose it wants to serve. And when we can tune in as the good steward of our business, right? We don't make it about us. Angel of light, come into me. Show me what I need to see. Welcome to the Small Victories Podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Victoria, an inspirational thought leader that offers transformational perspectives based on my unique experiences as a woman born without arms and legs. I feel like my life has been full of small victories that has led me to discover the greatness within. I believe that there is no summit upon which we reach our greatness. I believe it is a culmination of small victories achieved moment by moment when we turn toward the inward battle where we get to choose despair or hope, misery or miracles, defeat or victory. My goal is to awaken your potential, your purpose and your power so that you can discover the greatness that lives within you. Think of this podcast as your weekly portion of tools, stories, and teachings that help you reflect on the small victories in your life. Thanks for tuning in and let's begin. Thanks for joining another episode of the Small Victories Podcast. On this podcast, we not only want to celebrate small victories, but we want to inspire small victories in your life. Part of that is looking internally at yourself. Stephanie Marie Beebe is an intuitive business strategist who assists visionary entrepreneurs to clarify, energize, and optimize their business and life systems. On this episode, we'll hear her story and how she supports others in their journey of creating change and impacting systems. Stephanie, thanks so much for being here today. I am so excited to be here. What an honor. It feels like a, a full circle, right? 10 years ago. Um, you brought me here to, you were the inspiration for me coming to Hawaii. And then here we are in this conversation on your podcast. It just, it feels like a really cool, you know, um, opportunity to be here. So thank you for having me. Thank you. I know it's hard to believe, uh, it's been 10 years. We just got caught back up, even though we live on the same Island, literally the mountain, in the middle, it really separates the two parts of the island and you have to make an effort to connect with people on the other side. So, on the other side. So, <laughs> let's, let's just jump in to the other side. I am so excited to, to have you, not just for myself, but for my audience. We, we were talking before and you had mentioned some things that I really wanna dig into today, but before we get into the deep dive, I just like our audience to have the opportunity to get to know you a little bit more and how it is you get, got involved in coaching change makers. I think sometimes you're just born for certain things. One thing about me is I've always been one of those people that could see deeper into things or, you know, what I like to say, I speak elephant, right? Like I speak elephant in the room and I've been doing this since I was a kid and I was just one of those courageous kids that actually pointed that out, <laughs> like dialogue with adults. and. And then it just, 
what happened was I ended up going into what they call organizational psychology, which was like basically the, the study of people in systems and in work. So I study people from an individual leadership level to a small group, you know, department to department level to the whole organization and how it runs together and how culture and all these other things influence how organizations perform. And I just happened to be really good at the coaching one-on-one in all of my classes. It was kind of like, you know, everyone's taking these rapid notes and I'm like, this is how I've been living my whole life. Like, this is just confirmation. Like I could do this in my sleep. And it just totally resonated with me. And then the small group stuff I love too. I love what, you know, bringing people together to work more effectively together. And that's where I kind of just fell into like, these way showers, game changers, you know, people want to build businesses where you start with a small team and how do you pick the right people around you and how do you ensure that you leverage your own strengths and those kind of things. So it, it was kind of a combination of both born with skills, with combination of my education, with trusting that together, and then just having a flair for startups. I have a lot of energy and, and startups need a lot of energy in the beginning of, of birthing something. And, and so, yeah, that's the work I, I get to do now. That's amazing. And you call yourself an intuitive business strategist. What is that? So like I said, when I talk about reading the elephant in the room, that's energy, what we call invisible energy. It's not something that your five senses can see. It's the sixth sense. It's the, when you walk into a room and you can just tell like something's off, or when you walk into a restaurant and you're like, oh, I like this place, or oh, I don't like this place. The difference is, is that when you're in tune with that energy, I call it intuitive. Like you're, when you're, where you live according to listening to that undercurrent of energy that's there that's not seen with the regular eye. Because I was born sensitive, right? So I think we're all born with a certain level of sensitivity. I was born with sensitivity that didn't really shut off, basically. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know I was different. I didn't know other people weren't listening to it until I got into like my teens and I recognized, oh, wow, people don't do this. So then you start to play the game, right? And you kind of like squash that energy down and then it basically came back again in, in my corporate career where I would be facilitating workshops and just kind of know when to call on somebody or like know how to ask a question. And it was known that my workshops, people would like break down and like have these like transformational experiences and people would be like, don't go in her room unless you're like ready for this change. And <laughs> seriously, I'm not joking. They were like, oh, is it Stephanie? Make sure there's Kleenex boxes. Make sure there's, you know. <laughs> It was kind of a joke, but it's true. So basically the intuition part is reading the energy of things. And the business part is just this like, you know, looking at the tangibles, looking at the financials, looking at the systems, looking at who you have supporting you, looking at your target market and how you're communicating, all the traditional things it takes to have a business. But I teach what we call the energetics of business, which I believe is like a child. I know you're a mom, so I know you'll get this. And yep. hopefully those who are listening that are parents will understand what I'm saying. And those who don't will find, you know, something relative to this for them. But I believe that like, just like a child has a purpose and has an energy. And our job as a parent is to tune into that and like create the space for that to flourish. It's the same way as a business. I believe it has mana. It has life, right? The business idea has life. There's a reason for why it wants to be birthed. There's a purpose it wants to serve. And when we can tune in as the good steward of our business, right? We don't make it about us. We actually make the consciousness of this calling that wants to come through us, this, this product or this service that wants to come through us. I teach people how to listen to that energy and that the energy will always guide you. The energy will guide you of when to wake up and write that email or to when to do your sequence or 
you know, when to, you know, share something vulnerable or when to pull back and say, you know what, I'm supposed to pivot right now, or I'm supposed to pause, or I'm so, right. Like there's an energy of the business itself. So part of it is we've got to be clear in our own self and we've got to have our own really solid system of listening. And then we can tune into our business and be a good steward of that. And so I really teach energetic business practices and, and that's how I do business differently. And so that's why I call myself an intuitive business coach. Wow. I have never heard business described that way. It's very inspiring actually to feel like, wow, as an entrepreneur, it's like I have this, almost this thing I'm bringing to life that isn't, it isn't, it's not mine. It's its its own entity. And I'm just here to help facilitate bringing it to the world and to the people that need it. Exactly. Exactly. Doesn't that take the pressure off? Like you're like, oh, like this isn't really about me, but it is, it needs me. Like, right. Like I have to be a good steward of it. Like my job is to be a good steward, but oh, I don't have to change who I am. Like it chose me to be the vehicle for this, right? So like my job is to actually love myself more and tune into myself more and care for myself more so that I can be an even clearer vehicle to hold and house this, the energy of this idea or this business or this, this strategy or, or whatever it is that you're bringing to the world, right? But it's the same thing with a child, right? It's the same thing. Like they have their own energy it's really not about us. It's about them. And we know that, right? Like if we want to direct our child, it's like sometimes they have a mind of their own. Most, of the time, <laughs> Most times, yeah. They have, right? They have a mind of their own and it's the same concept. It's the same, same concept. Same thing with dogs or animals. And you know, the same thing. Like if you actually tune into the animal or you tune into the essence of something, it will teach you what it needs. Yeah. I just, I feel like it's different versus like imprinting and trying to make something do something that you want. It's a very different energy than like, Oh, what's here. And what does it need from me? And like, who does this serve? And what do they need from me? Cause I teach also this whole idea of tuning into your audience and, and energetically understanding what they need from you and how, what they need to hear from you. So I teach all about reading energy, but through effort and action, but you're doing energy first. It's not without that. You're not taking action without tuning in first. It's more, well, your company is called Inflow CEO. And for anybody that wants to, they can check out inflowceo.com um, to learn more about you and to work with you. But it, it's, it is, it's like a, it's not a push. It's a just being and, and allowing that allows the business to come forth and you to act within the business. And one of the things that you said so beautifully is that then the question becomes, how do I love myself more? How do I be the best version of myself so that I can hold space for this business entity to come forth into the world and to fulfill its mission? So how do you do that? And how, how does one move to be the best version of themselves so that they can have the best business? You know, I think that's a great question. And I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a cookie cutter answer. I, I don't think it's, oh, do one, the A, B, and C, and there you go. I, I, I think it's a process. And what I always recommend people doing is, why don't you get in conversation with yourself? When's the last time you had a conversation with yourself? And I'm not saying where you're just talking out loud to yourself when you're in the kitchen, even though that's fun too. <laughs> I'm talking about when you wake up in the morning and your first thing is, I'm going to go have time alone with myself. I'm going to go pull out my journal and I'm going to say, check in and say, hey, Pauline, how are you doing today? How are you feeling today? Where are you at today? 
And some people like to talk this out where they just record themselves. Some people like to write this out, right? Whichever way, it doesn't matter, but there's this documentation part that is important. There's this like separate energy where it's like 15 minutes, uninterrupted time. I love that it's in the beginning of your day because you're prioritizing yourself, which is basically setting yourself up for your day. Asking questions like, what do I need to feel the most ease today? What would I like to accomplish today? What would I like to like at the end of the day, what would I want to be proud of myself for, right? These are questions that if you start to ask yourself and then you take action based on the information you get, I'll bet you'd have a really successful connected life. See, the difference is, is I've met really successful people that like have these crazy businesses that are doing amazing things and like off the chart successes and 10 million gross sales and blah, blah, you know, name it. And I'm looking at the person and they're miserable. And what I found that is common with every single one of them is that they do not have a relationship with themselves. They don't prioritize their own needs. They've created this whole life that does all of these things and checks off all of this success that supposedly is supposed to give you all of this happiness at the expense of their own happiness. I just think living a very connected, best version of your self-life requires a connection and a relationship with yourself. And that you're the only one that can determine what that is for you. That you're the only one that says, this is what love means to me. This is when I know I'm in like a loving state with myself. This is when I know that I am completely loyal to my needs and my wants. You know, one of my phrases I always say to me is, I have needs and my needs matter to me. Seriously, it was one of the most profound understandings two years ago when I left my marriage and I realized he's a good guy. He's just not my guy. And this isn't a marriage I want to be a part of. And I deserve something bigger and better and, you know, more expansive. And I remember that was my phrase. It was like, wait, I have needs. (laughs) And my needs matter to me and they have to matter to me first before they can matter to anybody else. What are my needs, right? That was my thing. I had to like get into this connection of like, what are my needs? Have you ever asked yourself that, Pauline? No, I haven't. That is on my morning journal to-do list that I need to write down. That is a big deal. And I think a lot of people don't ask themselves that. Right, because we're not conditioned. See, we're, we're born... To be in a world where we say it's all about other people. It's about how other people, like how do they respond to you? And like, we're literally taught to be codependent, I think from a very young age, where even as a parent, I've had to catch myself. Seriously, I've even caught myself where I'm like, you make me so proud. I'm like, aha, don't. You know what I saw her saying? I said, how do you feel about yourself? How did that feel to do that, right? When he swam across the pool for the first time, my son, and he courageously, right? A courageous act for a five-year-old. I almost said, I make, you make me so proud, right? And I stopped myself. I bit my tongue and I looked and I said, how do you feel right now? He goes, I feel amazing. And I said, and you should. Mm-hmm. That was a really brave choice. See, what happens is when we're not aware of our own language, right? When we're not aware that we're even conditioned based on how other people's responses, right? Like I think I'm pretty, but if no one says I'm pretty, then I must not be kind of thing. I mean, you see it in today's world and the social media, how many likes did I get and all this bullshit. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. It all goes here. (laughs) It all goes here. It's, it's this point where we're being conditioned to look outside of ourselves instead of what's inside of ourselves. And if we don't understand our own needs and we're not meeting our own needs, it's really tough to ask for our needs. It's really tough to set up a business that supports our needs. You know, I always tell people, I will never support a business that doesn't actually support what you want. I don't care how successful I can make it. If it's going to create a miserable you, no, thank you. 
So part of the work of building a business takes some effort. Like what does that, and you know this, you've worked with me, right? Where we thought we were going in one direction. We thought you wanted one thing. And then when we started to go there, you're like, oh shit, that's not what I really want. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I don't want to be away from my family. I don't want what that going to require. Like I remember that feeling. I don't want to work 60, 80 hours a week working in corporate, hating my life and coming home and having no energy to do anything else. But what, because I make a good salary and I drive a BMW and live by the beat, like who cares? Yeah. We forget ourselves. Oh my gosh. I feel like I need to take like 10 deep breaths after everything you just said <laughs> in the first 15 minutes. We can laugh. We can just laugh. laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't about, you know, don't beat yourself up. Right. So this isn't about beating yourself up and like say, Oh my God, I've never asked. Cool. Like, awesome. This is the time. Start now. Start mm. now. Like this isn't about a blame, shame, should have, would have, could have game. Mm. This is what can I do today to love myself more? What can I, what can I do today to know my own needs and ask for my needs and be an advocate for myself? Right? Like what part of my, what part of my life am I avoiding? right? Those are all these things that you just got to get real honest with yourself. And these are some of the difficult conversations we talked about, you know, prior to coming to this, you know, conversation today, but it's this idea of like, what conversations do, do I need to have with myself first? Some people can't do that with themselves. So guess what? Go get a therapist, go get a coach. It's not going to be your husband or your partner. Like, believe me, they can't hold the same space for you. Right. That's like a dual relationship. Right. Yeah. It's like, don't necessarily go there, but find that confidant or find, you know, start with yourself if you can, but believe me, some people can't, some people are so disconnected from themselves that it feels, it feels foreign to even listen to themselves or give themselves five minutes to like actually hear themselves. It's so uncomfortable. They won't do it. So my recommendation is get a coach, get a therapist, get somebody who can hold that space for you that expects nothing from you except to hold that space for you, for you to answer these questions of who am I to me? How do I know when I'm in a loving state with myself? What are my needs? If I was to build a business, like if my my business is growing and if I was to actually build a business that met my needs, not just financially, because believe me, finances are finances. I can make any business make money. Like that, that is like, that is not it. It's different when you get to like be who you really want to be in your business. Yeah. So I remember there was a, there was a moment in my business where I, I like the F word, like that just comes out of my mouth sometimes and, <laughs> and I like it. And I realize people who don't like that word are probably not my people. It's not like I'm saying all the time, but I, you know, I do, I, that, that word doesn't really have any charge for me. So it's just like, and it's fun. And, but yeah, I realized like, oh, well, I don't want to have to hold back that or I'm gifted and I sense some things sometimes and people are talking about stuff and I'm like, what is this pain in your heart? Like, what, can we just pause that conversation? Can we talk about what that is? <laughs> because I don't know about you, but I'm tuned into it and I, I can't even focus on what you're saying, right? So it's like, I want to be able to be free to like read the energy in whatever way possible. And so if I didn't have a business built up like that, where I got to work with people that I really were as excited to get on the phone with every day, right? Or get on video with or be in person with. Or if I didn't get to be all of myself and honor all of me, well, what's the point? What, because I, because it makes money and, and it looks good on the outside? Like, that's, that's not enough. A part of getting to know ourselves, you mentioned it just briefly, but I want to go down that rabbit hole a little bit more, is that we have to ask our, the questions that confront maybe the parts that we don't want to confront. Yeah. And yeah, good point. Yeah. And, and we had that conversation prior to this interview and you mentioned a term that I, I'm like, oh, I've never heard of that, but I like it. And it, you, you mentioned the term shadow work. 
a lot of what you do with the clients that you have is the shadow work. Can you describe what that is? Yeah. You know, I think for in business, we often say blind spots. So the shadow work is the places where we, we tend to avoid. They're in our unconscious. They like, it's like an energy that plays into some of our undercurrent of choices, but we haven't really turned towards it. We haven't looked at it. It's something we tend to avoid. For example, one of the first things I always start, it's so simple, but look at your to-do list. Tell me those things that keep being on that to-do list for the last three weeks, like that you just totally do not do. They're on the list and you know it needs to get done. So we right. just start there. Yeah. So I'd pick one and then we'd ask the question of like, okay, so what do you need to do that? Why, like, why is it still there? Like why for the last three weeks has you, you budgeting your, pulling your last P&L or, you know, whatever it is, right? Just curious. What happens is oftentimes those things on our to-do list are very much connected to the parts of ourselves that we have shame, that we have blame or judgment around, or we don't have the skill set, So we can't, like, if I admit that I need help doing that, then who am I? If I need help, then I must not be right. You get, you go there, right? Oh, I'm, I need help. And so I'm weak or whatever that is, but it leads us into this parts of ourselves that we need to look at because there are areas where they can't hold our, our energy. They can't hold the essence of who we are. And they're kind of like sticky parts in our field that cause us to like have these weird inconsistency in relationships or this lack of follow through or, you know, those are the things, right? And so those are the parts we have to go to. We kind of dig deep and clean those areas out. So if you get someone to realize that they have a task that has been on their calendar for three weeks that they've been avoiding because there is that shame or the guilt or um, a not so good relationship with, then how do you move them through the process to deal with that? Because I'm assuming it's not the thing that you have to focus on and it's not pushing through it. And we always hear in business, you got to do it whether you feel like it or not. Right. Rather than, yeah. Rather than saying, wait, why don't I feel like doing this? Exactly. So that's the difference. So the short term solution is I got to do it anyway, even if I don't feel like it. Cool. Do that with those things that just come up and they're like, you know, if it's just like an inconsistency and it's just once in a while, that's fine to do that. But if you're finding that you're pushing through and having to say that about the same things over and over and over again, I would say there's probably a more efficient way. And not only is there a more efficient way, like, oh, I need to gain help, you know, I need to get help and I need to hire the right person. But then when I say that to you, what happens to your energy field? Like, ah, I don't want to be responsible. I don't want to pay it. Whatever (laughs) it is, those are the things that we have to look at because whatever's stopping you in that one little task, right? Whatever the deeper layer of belief system is, whatever there is shame, blame, or belief, you know, anything that judgment about yourself in doing it or not doing it. All of that is what I mean by those sticky parts in ourselves. So once in a while, if you're just pushing yourself through something, because come on, we all have those moments where we don't feel like doing something, we can do it. But if you're finding that you have to push yourself and do that with the same sort of tasks over and over or the same person over and over again, well, then there's something there that we need to look at and we need to go deeper. In terms of the addressing the problem, there's several different ways we do that. I mean, I don't think I could give just one method. I mean, we can choose one and walk people through it if that's what you want to do. But for me, it's so energetic, like depending on where they are with it. You know, some people, I walk them through where they hold the energy in their physical body and we talk about it and we help them move that energy from that space. Other people, we look at the belief and we write down like, okay, what if, and we go like what I call seven layers deep. 
into like what that really means about them and like address that. The other thing is we teach, you know, I teach things like how to love things up. So like, for example, if you're, if you're honestly coming from the belief system of everything that shows up for me is here to serve me. So even when shitty shit happens, like, oh, all right, this too is here to serve me. So what happens is it opens you up to the possibility that this isn't your enemy, mm. that you don't have to fight it, that you can actually co- like come from this place of, I want to learn from this. I want to stay curious here. Right? And that's what I mean by that loving state, right? So if you can like be in this curious, what is this really for me? What's going on for me? And you're staying curious with even the uncomfortable, sticky parts that come up. That's where the glorious energy is. I think if I can teach anything to honor all that comes up for you from a place of love, the whole world would be different because we wouldn't self-hate and we wouldn't self-shame and we wouldn't project that onto other people. <laughs> like, you know, I think that's the, the, the ultimate goal is to teach people how to be loving to themselves when they need it the most. Honestly, it feels like so much. Um, and obviously you are very, very good at what you do. Stephanie, who would be your ideal client? You know, it's interesting. That's changed throughout the years, right? As I change and as I evolve. For me, it's somebody who has a deep calling and connection to what they're here, what they're doing, right? So that their business has a deeper meaning and of impact that they are, you know, they came to bring, you know, a shift in paradigm of some level. So whether it's how they're, how we're operating in a certain way or a change in an industry or a change in their hometown or the way a product is done is more efficient or made differently. But there's this sense of like a a stronger impact, right? An increased impact of some sort. I would consider them paradigm changers. People that came to kind of change the world. There's this energy of like, here, I have to birth this. And they're also gifted. They're sensitive. They, they, and what I mean by gifted is that they're sensitive. They, they have this, it's like, it's coming from within them. Like it's almost like it's coming through them. Like they know that they're the, this, you know, they, they know that they're the good steward here to like, bring this vision to life. They've often gone through some major painful experience in their life, whether it's a loss, a divorce, a death, you know, a illness that where they had to face their own, like, holy crap, like, you know, I might not make it kind of thing. But there's this moment where this, like, you have to choose to show up differently. And what they get from me is working with me, I support them in helping them become the person they need to be to hold the, the vision for this, this business or the next level of their business. I also help them to, I give them lots of permission to look at the parts of themselves that they haven't been able to, but from a place of love, I give them lots of tools. So eventually they don't need me. And it's like, I stand with them, you know, I stand with them where they're not alone. And when they, cause I think it's lonely at the top, right? Like when you're at the top of a business and it's not like you can go to your employees and talk about that, or you can, you know, we all need those people that support us and that can hold those space unconditionally. And, and yeah, and I, I can just, I, I have the ability to see potential in businesses and direction and people and to pull my energy kind of just, I always laugh. I said, there's a responsibility with my energy, but like my energy kind of makes you sit up straight. <laughs> like, okay, I'm here. I'm here. I want to do it. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, I know like, 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 but I'm like totally sitting forward. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, you're listening, but you know what I'm talking about? Like you're like, there's this intensity to me yeah. that I've had to embrace, you mm-hmm. know, that I've had to embrace throughout my life. And I think that intensity factor kind of like helps birth things forward. My ideal client is someone who's, who's wanting that, who's wanting to like do it differently and have bigger permission and leave a legacy of some sort through the work that they're doing and the way that they're living their life. Yeah. Stephanie, what's the legacy you want to leave? 
Whew, he's gonna make me cry on this one. Pauline, if I can support a world where we have businesses that are connected to the bigger picture, to not just who they serve, but also to our planet and that we like live in this like interconnected energy that says, I matter, this matters, we matter. And that we leave a world that my son can be proud of, that I can pass down and say, look, we did, we were good stewards of this planet. We were good stewards of the way that we ran business and the way that we made sure that it didn't have, you know, we limited or minimized the impact of, you know, on our planet and on others and that we took a bigger picture, right? That that's like conscious business principles. But ultimately I want to, I want a world where my son who is also sensitive and also gifted can be himself and that that's appreciated. And it's not based on likes and hearts and thumbs up. And it's based on this like internal, like knowing of who he is and who he gets to be in a world because we're all expected of that. It's like, well, you're expected to love yourself. Like, you know, it's almost like it's, it's the, it's the norm, a world where people actually love and honor themselves will also reflect on how we love and honor our planet. Right. Because you can't show up in love and be disconnected from the trees. You just can't like, it doesn't make any sense. So what I found is that the more we stay connected to ourselves, we stay connected to the planet. And the more we stay connected to the planet, we stay connected to ourselves and we show up differently. You know, we're, we're, we smile at people. We try, you know, we, we bring light into the world and that doesn't mean we avoid the dark. It just means that like, you know, we hold our energy differently, but ultimately that's it. I mean, I want to, I want a connected planet that, uh, that my son gets to be himself in. Thank you for being bigger, like, and embracing your gifts because you mentioned this. And I think a lot of people do this when we're at those teen years trying to squash what makes us unique and our voice. And it takes, I'm sure it took you work. You, you just didn't wake up and be like, all right, I'm, I'm going to embrace all of me. Like it was a, <laughs> it was a journey. Absolutely. And it's a journey every day. I'm not like, I'm not, you know, I'm not there. Like there are things that still come in that I have to like find my center again. I think that's part of being human is that you, you gain these tools, you're in practice with these tools. And then there's these more moments you're like, Ooh, that tool's got to increase. That tool's got to get upgraded for the, this moment. Staying connected to yourself doesn't mean you don't experience pain or grief or sadness. It means that you get to be yourself through it all. Wow. That's beautiful. I think we should just end there because that is a huge victory. I know this is called the small victories podcast, but that is the small, big victory is how do we be authentically ourselves in all of life's experiences and every step of the journey and knowing that it's okay that we grow and we can evolve and change and be transformed. Uh, And I feel like you are truly one of the transformational makers people walking in and knowing that that, that's stephanie's class and you're going to be get ready to be transformed i get that i get that and i hope that my audience has been able to just get a glimpse of that in this interview but if anyone would like to learn more about you or work with you if they hear this and feel called to work with you again you guys can go to inflowceo.com is there any other way that you'd love for people to connect with you? Yeah. I mean, you can connect with me on Instagram at inflow CEO mom. 
you know, and you can also connect with me on Facebook with, you know, my name, Stephanie BB. But yeah, if you, uh, you know, I do offer a 30 minute complimentary session, whether you're my client or not. What I found in those sessions, I can often lead you to the next resource, whether it's me or someone else or a book or a process or a class or I'm very well connected and I often will like have those next like two or three steps that you can do uh, to start with that. So yeah, if you haven't had a complimentary session with me before, I do offer them and you can find that through my website where you just click on that and schedule it that way. Um, I do have a new website that's being built and I'm excited to launch that here come my birthday in January, but we're just not there yet. So there'll be some new things down the pike here soon. Just, I, again, thank you so much, Pauline, for inspiring me. You know, you've changed my life. Um, ooh, she's going to make me cry again. <laughs> Very courageous in my tears here. But Pauline, you know, working with you 10 years ago and learning about like how your parents, you know, just never let you tell a different story, right? They were like, look, you can do it. And you're like, okay, I'm going to find a way. And like, I, I will tell you, you know, you put liquid eye, eyeliner on faster than I could even think about undoing the jar. I was like, what <laughs> the hell? Uh, you know, you, you gave birth to a baby and I didn't understand it then. I didn't have a child 10 years ago. And, and then I went through natural childbirth and thought, holy shit, Pauline did this. Like, Pauline did this. I can do this. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh. Right? Yeah. And so I just want to thank you because you're such an inspiration to me in terms of the, you know, the physical challenges that you've had to overcome to create the life that you have and the way that you've learned to live your life and the way that like you just show the amazing possibilities for what's possible in your determination in your focus in your asking like we talked about that a little bit mm -hmm. this last week where it's like look I had to ask like and but you know what what a gift so many people don't know how to ask for help and even though it was for you know like you have to it's still a freaking you know major strength of yours that you can teach other people to so I just want you to know that every day you are a model for me of what's possible. And, you know, you inspire me in the way that you live your life and who you are and this podcast and the people that get to like follow you and, and learn from you. And uh, thank you for continuing to bring the light forward. And even in this really chaos kind of crazy times that we get to, you know, <laughs> well, and I think what you teach, if at any time in history, now is the time to start asking ourselves and putting ourselves first. What is it that I need? What is it that I want? And I, I just think what you teach is so important. Mm. And even though we've known each other for 10 years, in the last 30 minutes, I have learned so much. So mm. thank you for that. It is unbelievable. It is mind blowing. And um, as I start asking myself these questions, as I start putting myself first, and I'm like, I just turned 45. I spent my birthday dinner or lunch with you. And, you know, I'm 45 years old and I've never asked these questions before. It, it, isn't that interesting? And you can start today. Like, that's what's so cool. It's like, you can just literally start today. Like, oh my gosh. Wow. And you know, you brought up a good point. Like sometimes asking like what I want and a lot, of, I, you'd be so shocked, Pauline. You know, I've done thousands and thousands of coaching hours, right? Like I'm probably over the 5,000 mark at yeah. this point. And that is the one thing that most people do not know how to answer when I ask them what they want. They can tell me what they don't want. They can tell me all the things they don't want. 
But when I actually ask them to sit down and, and like, what do you actually want? And then what's so crazy is when they tell me, and then we literally check that, right? Like we, and I say, and why? Because here's the thing, even when you ask what you want, if you don't understand the why, it's not your want. Mm. It's a conditioned want. Right. It's kind of like me where someone said, oh, you're going to be a speaker and take a stage. And I'm like, actually, I don't know if I want that. Now I want to have massive impact. I do. I want to have, I want to use my gifts and my light and shine as many people that I possibly can to make a difference in the world. Because how cool is that? But do I need to have the accolades and be this or be that? No, no, not, not my point. So if I get to work with really awesome, powerful brands that are making a huge difference in the world and I'm only getting to work with five of them, cool. And knowing that my energy gets to be a part of what they're doing on a bigger scale, cool. Like I'm so okay with that, right? And so when you ask what you want and then you write that down, the next double check is, and why do I want it? Because that is what's going to be key to, is this really mine? Or is this a conditioned response that says every coach should want to write a book or Every speaker should want a bubble, right? Or you know, do you know what I mean? Like, so it's like checking the why so that you understand it's authentically your ask and not some conditioned response that says, this is what success is, or this is what this is, or, you know, whatever. And it, it, you'd be shocked. But honestly, when most people do that, they realize a lot of their asks aren't even theirs. Mm-hmm. It's not even what they want. So it's yeah. really fascinating. Oh, so good. And I'm sure we could go on forever, but. I would love if you are listening to this right now, that's your assignment. Write down or record yourself, however you feel called to document. What do you need? What do I need? What do I want? Why do I want it? I think that would be really cool. And if you feel inspired to share, I'd love for you to engage and comment and let us know what came about in those answers. Maybe it'll surprise you. I don't know. But thank you, Stephanie, so much. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. you. There were so many takeaways from this episode. Your business has an energy and life of its own with a purpose to serve. Our job is to tune into its energy and hold space for it so that it can achieve what it was created for. It's not about us. It's about being a good steward of it so that we can be a clearer vehicle to house the energy of the business. Being the best version of yourself means being connected to yourself. It is a process of asking yourself questions and documenting it. You could ask yourself questions like, what do I need to feel the most ease today? What do I want to accomplish today? Then take action. Be aware that we have been conditioned to determine how we feel about ourselves based on how others feel about us. Get back to looking within, and if you need, ask for help from a coach, therapist, or someone who will be your confidant. Shadow work is looking at our blind spots that cause us to have inconsistencies in our behavior. When we come up against resistance or procrastination, we can ask ourselves why so that we can get to a deeper layer of our belief system. Ask yourself why you want certain things in life. It may turn out that what you think you want is a conditioned want that's not really yours.
Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Small Victories podcast. I know we are in the infancy of our podcast, but I feel like the stories and the guests that we have brought you so far have been so touching and had so many nuggets of wisdom that we can all learn from. And I hope that it's inspiring you to celebrate those small victories in your life and to start recognizing that that greatness within already exists within you. And as we can see from this episode, whether it's a business or a relationship or parenting, whatever it is in your life that you are doing, it really comes back to you and having that relationship with you first. I believe that is the nugget of wisdom that I will take from this episode in my conversation with Stephanie. And I hope that it has helped you in your journey. Uh, if you feel like this is an episode that you may need to come back and listen to over and over again, because there was so much packed in this very short time that we had together. I want to thank you for listening and continuing to listen as we bring you more guests to inspire and celebrate the small victories in your life and in your business. So until we meet again, be blessed. Angel of light, come into me. Show me what I need to see. You are my pathway into the light. Lead me from shadows to
Show me what.